0: Hey How does the paladin protect against the heat of the firebolt? How? He turns up as AC. It's time for Compelled Duel. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Compelled Duel.
1: I'm <laughs> Al. And I'm Barry.
0: And we are a co-DM single-player actual play d and 5th edition podcast.
1: So just some housekeeping stuff. You all may notice in between this episode and next episode that there's a vast difference in sound quality. That is because we recorded episodes 9 and 11 all at once. And we are recording this, episode 10, later after we have fixed our recording setup quite a bit. So yeah. <laughs> apologies. Uh, but last time on Compelled Duel... Ferrara of went to a very tense party and had a lot of very bad interactions, and it didn't end well. It ended with Soren Shakrana being dragged bloody out of his own house.
0: And the time before that, Leo helped smuggle the king and queen regent of the city of Lockham out of their own city in the wake of the assassination of the king's uncle, and went and had some revelations about some things about the world that he was not previously familiar with. <laughs> After that, he was confronted in the woods by a large mushroom version of the young wizard Ravane that he had met earlier in the day. And we're gonna start off with combat.
1: Oh, we just got fog clouded, didn't we? You just got fog clouded, yeah. Fuck. We rolled our
0: initiative before we started recording.
1: And Leo rolled a crisp nat twenty. Thank you very much. I can't see him at all. The
0: area is heavily
1: obscured. I'm gonna try to run up as close on Bone Boy as I can. And if I can get a line of sight on him, I'd like to cast Detect Magic on him. Leo wants to make sure that whatever's going on here, whether he is or is not in control of it, before he makes his next step. Oh! For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. Okay. And I can use my action to see a faint aura around any creature. Which means that yes, I do have a line of sight. And its concentration up to 10 minutes. I will be keeping that spell up. Thank you.
0: You sense mostly transmutation magic, and it has a strong druid flavor to it, but it is largely transmutation.
1: I'm going to use a free action to yell back to Zed and Eleonora. Don't hurt him. I don't think he's in the driver's seat. Somebody go get Warren now.
0: Eleonora yells on it. Um, and that was your action? And that's my turn, yep. Okay. That means it's Zed's turn. Zed does have one level of exhaustion, uh, which means he gets disadvantage on a perception check. Would you believe that Zed rolled an 11 perception, and then Ravane's gonna roll stealth. Would you believe that was a (laughs) 9? Exhausted and exasperated, Zed Stonebloom hears a twig snap and is gonna run up on Ravane. So he does five damage. With that, it is Eleanor's turn. She's going to take her full turn to dash in the direction of the tower. And then it is Ravain's turn. And what he's going to do is he's going to cast Entangle on Zed.
2: It's 20 foot square. Uh, he could probably get both of you. Make Uh-oh. strength safe. Uh-oh. 14. That is not
0: going to do it. But Zed rolled an 18, and he gets a plus four, so that's 22. (laughs) You hear a snarl, and then vines start to raise from the ground, and they wrap around your limbs and pull you down to the ground. You hear that happen around you also, and then you hear, snap.
2: And Zed says, not today. (laughs) Today is not the day, thank you. And Zed
0: handily, handily beats the DC to not be uh, entangled. You, however, are restrained. Cool. And it's Leo's turn.
1: This strength saving throw is gonna eat my action to get out of this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I hate that. I did it again. Another nat 20. Motherfucker. Leo looks up at where Bone Boy's aura is glowing off at the distance and goes, you know, you really should get consent before you try to tie somebody up like this, and then I just, like, cast a Sacred Flame.
0: That was your action that. Yeah, Zed, like, heard you say that, but didn't see what happened, so he just goes, what? I'll, t- I'll tell you about it later. And then he's gonna go ahead and make another unarmed
2: strike. Six damage, which is enough to burn
1: one of Boneboy's Wild Shapes. Now, by burn one of his wild shapes, are you implying that he's in a wild shape right now? That does seem to be the implication of what I said, doesn't it? I don't trust anything you say.
2: <laughs> so that's
0: Eleanor's turn. Again, full action dash. And then it is Ravain's turn. That's gonna make a
2: con save, first of all. Oh, makes it. That's my boy. But... Did he crit? <laughs> yep. So let me get
0: 4d10. 18. You hear a snuffling snarl from the area where this magical aura for your tech magic is. And then you hear a sizzle. And Zed go, ah, shit! And that is 18 acid damage. Ooh, that sucks, bud oh, shit, okay Back to the top of the order with Leo I,
1: I understand that the answer is yeah. going to be not good, but how is Zed looking?
0: You can't see him, but that did not sound like a good sound
1: Son of a bitch, okay I'm going full tilt up there, getting within touch range of Zed
0: Okay, roll uh, a con save. Six Ooh, that sucks, bud You're going to take six necrotic damage.
1: But yeah, go ahead and do what you're doing. Second level cure wounds. What else can I fucking do? Okay. Zed gets 20 hit points back. Alright. Leo runs up behind him and just gets him by the shoulder and goes, I've got you, you're good. And his holy symbol flashes and Zed gets 20 hit points back.
0: Zed, as you came up close enough to see him and grab him, looked pretty fucked up. There was a sizzling gash across his chest. That you could see with, like, blistering skin pulling back from it. And then you grab him by the shoulder and he heals up instantly. (laughs) And it is Ed's turn. By the way, as you come up, you see, again, you've met this young man, like, earlier today. Very soft features. Generally looks like a nice dude. Fine. He does not look the same as he did earlier. He has elongated cat-like pupils. His eyes have turned yellow as opposed to the warm brown that they were earlier. Does he look more like me now? A little more, yeah. He has, like, fangs coming out. Yeah, because he
1: didn't have fangs before, remember? Because he had flat teeth. No fangs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he has fangs now. He has long claws coming out of his fingers. And there are just these pops of some kind of fungus, of, like, little mushroom heads coming out of his skin. Ew. He opens his mouth to snarl at you as you come close to him, and there's just a puff of spores just comes out of his mouth, and you, like, choke on him, and you take that damage.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Well, now it's Zed's turn, right? Yes, it is.
0: Nice. And actually, you know what? Zed's gonna do a flurry of blows. Just a fucking... He's done with this. He's tired. So, three hits.
1: Did you just... woof? Oof. <laughs> So. <laughs> Mr. Stonebloom. Yes! Okay.
0: So, you go ahead, you heal that up, and he, like, cracks his neck and says, You know what? Fuck this. <laughs> and then just lunges forward and three times in quick succession just punches this mushroomified bone boy
2: and does a total of 21 damage. Yeah, Ruvane goes down.
1: Are we out of initiative? Yes. I'm putting a whole person on him, and since he's down, he can't save. And then I turn back around to Zed. I'm guessing his fog cloud dissipated when he went unconscious. Yes. You okay?
0: I'm fine. I was, uh, feeling a bit fucked for a second there, but good to have a healer on your side, huh?
1: Yeah, I guess. So, um, I've got Bone Boy in a bind right now. Should I wake him up so we can figure out what the hell's what? going on with him? Or should we just...
0: Uh, I don't... Th- think we need to wake him up. By the way, you saw as he went down, he reverted back to the state he was in when you met him. Okay. There is still a dusting of spores over him. It looks like just straight up dust like you saw on his bed earlier, Mm -hmm. but just kinda layered on his clothes like
1: Wait. (laughs) Oh God, I took my trance in that bed. Yeah you did. Oh God, that's so nasty.
0: Suddenly fills his head like he's thinking, he goes, Yeah, that's not actually the worst thing I've slept in, I think.
1: You know what? Fair enough. Do you see Eleonora? No. <laughs> uh, you would know this. Zed doesn't actually have dark wish. <laughs> And it's quite dark out. <laughs> so Zed doesn't see anything. Zed doesn't see fucking anything. Well, Zed sees Leo, because yeah. Leo glows in the dark. He's bioluminescent, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. Zed sees Leo. He cannot see more than ten feet in front of his face right now.
1: <laughs> cool, okay. He's, like, doing his best, but... <laughs> Do I see Eleonora? <laughs>
0: You just barely see Eleanor as the head for the tower.
1: And said, can't fucking see. What do I have? Can I help him? Because I need to stay here on Bone Boy. And Eleanor is going to need backup, I think.
2: Oh, man. I possibly. Have... I have nothing.
1: Oh, wait, I have Sacred Flame! So I'm just going to cast Sacred Flame on a tree branch and give him a torch and tell him to. Go give Eleanora backup. Uh, you got a
0: boss. He takes the branch, runs after Eleanora. Zed vanishes into the darkness after Eleanora. And then you hear a. Uh, remind me what your armor class is? 18. Okay. So, an arrow, bling, hits your armor and falls to the ground. And then you turn to look at it, and it is just this arrow made out of, like, sparkling light. And then it disappears.
1: Oh, what the hell?
0: And you turn around, and you met the woman that Ravaine referred to as Celica earlier today. It appears that she is standing on the other side of this clearing with a longbow raised, and one hand drawn back on another one of these, like, shimmering light arrows. And then she tilt her head up, and there's something weird about her voice. Not anything you can really, like, track down. Uh, something weird about her voice, something weird about her body language. It feels not quite right, but she tilts her head up and she says, We have
1: five seconds to step back. Five. If I heal him, is he gonna try to kill me again?
0: She, uh, tilts her head and looks past you to her vein and goes, Unlikely.
1: Four. Okay, second level cure wounds. Uh, that's eighteen. She's still got the bow up, she goes, three. Okay, I heal him and I
0: take a couple steps back. Hands up. She keeps the bow trained on you, and then without turning around, she kind of moves across the clearing to get between you and Ravey. She, still with the bow race, clicks her tongue and goes,
1: so, what are you really doing here, Australian?" Well, I was coming back to give the Queen Regent some pretty pressing news about what's going on back in Lockham, and also check in on the well-being of the King, which I now see is a very warranted concern.
0: She pulls the string back a little more, and then says,
1: Not here, specifically. On this continent. That is a very long story, and you have a weapon pointed at me, so I'm not sure how well this is going to work. I'm not sure about the choices you have. I was heir to the Astrarian throne, and I was- Swing!
0: (laughs) She releases the arrow. (laughs) She doesn't hit you, it goes sailing right past your ear. And then as she pulls the string back again, another
1: one of those arrows materializes. And I was exiled. I had no choice, I had to run away. What did you do? committed the egregious crime of not being born to my father's liking.
0: She slowly releases the string on the bow. She uh, puts it back into a carrying case on her back and then says, stay here, I'm going to bring the boy back to the tower.
1: My friends are also in there. There's two of them. Very big guy, half-orc. I have no problem with them cool, 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 cool. And I just stand there keeping my hands up. I'm not trying to get shot tonight.
0: And this lady just picks Ravaine up, slings him over her shoulder, and then heads
2: off towards the town. I think you wait a minute, and then Eleonora comes back out through the trees. She stops at the edge of the clearing,
1: and she says, Seems like a lot of people have a problem with you. Yeah, I'm starting to think that too, actually, and you know, I really just don't get it. I make a dazzling first impression, I thought. Uh, Eleanor kind of wiggles a hand. Okay, see whose team you're on, Leo says. <laughs> raises his eyebrows at her.
0: She raises her eyebrows back. that. She goes, I'm on my own team. Thank you.
1: Woman after my own heart. <laughs> you know, you should let me actually take you out for a drink that doesn't end in a bar brawl sometime.
0: Ah, but it wouldn't be any fun that way. She points a thumb over her shoulder and says, Come on. Okay, I follow her. You follow her, she goes back to the tower. As you walk in, you see the woman you saw out in the forest just kind of bustling by a stove, stirring something. Wilhelmina Dawn is sitting in this kitchen, as is Zed. And as you walk in, Wilhelmina, she's like sipping a mug of tea, and she says, So there's a few things going on here that I was not aware of.
1: Listen, lady, let me tell you about my day. (laughs) All courtly decorum dropped. Leo is done. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have found out that there's a whole other species of elves today. I've found out that they hate me for some reason. I have found out a loud clatter (laughs) from the stove. Cheers! I have found out that apparently I slept in Mushroom Boy dust last night, and I'm still coming to terms with that. I don't know how much more I can take, so let's just be very ginger with how we explain this to old Leo, okay? (laughs) I love your kid so much, he's so great, and I want to help you out, but I am on a razor's edge psychologically right now.
0: Well, I mean, it just takes a long sip of out of her mug and says nothing.
2: <laughs> Zed just kind of claps his hands goes, Well, there's... Do you want some granola? Yeah, sure, Zed. I'd love some
0: granola. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, someone comes away from the stove. She has put the longbow away. She's got a staff in her hand. And she sits down, puts the staff across her lap, and says... Feel I should introduce myself. And then she, like, adjusts her posture and sits back in the chair and crosses her arms over her chest and says, Talindra Morin,
2: also known as the Red Lady. I thought your name was Celica. She, uh, shakes her head. She goes, that's a complicated story. Oh, are you guys twins? After a fashion,
0: and then she shifts and her whole body language changes... And she sits up straight. You've identified what was up with her voice as it switches back to the voice you heard earlier. And Celica says, it's rather more
1: complicated. I'm rolling for a <laughs> panic attack. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Is that a was safe. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> no, I think he just fully shuts down and goes, you know what? I can't. I can't. I can't anymore. <laughs> I can't. I can't, and I just sit down and put my head in my hands. Body language shifts back, and Talindra says, Of all the goddamn things. You know what they say about straw and a dragon's back. (laughs) Yeah, I think Talindra baps you with the staff. Ow!
0: And she says, Listen, if I don't get to have a crisis right now, neither do you. Okay, okay. Shut up, pay attention. Okay,
1: shutting up, paying
0: attention. She settles back, and again, that just really relaxed, faux nonchalant body language. She looks like someone who is always ready for a fight, and you realize it's the same body language you saw earlier when she got, like, suddenly hostile when you mentioned being from Sharia. She says, so first on the agenda, and then she points to the staff at Wilhelmina.
2: This one is going to get her city back. And then she points at you. You are going to get out of my mountains.
1: Trust me, nothing would make me happier than getting out of these mountains
2: right now. Good. How's Ravine. Her body language shifts back, and Selika says, He's fine, he's sleeping, this happens.
1: What, mushrooming out and trying to kill people? He's harmless if you don't
2: bother him. We were walking! I have a bit of a policy about not letting people near the tower this late at night, because that does tend to happen. I was a bit rattled by today's events.
1: My apologies. I mean, don't apologize to me. Apologize to Mr. Stonebloom over there. He's the one that almost got laid out. Zed, you, like, caught (laughs) putting another handful of granola
0: in his body. He goes, what? I'm good. No apologies. Let's not acknowledge Mr. Stonebloom. (laughs) Selica just kind of waves her hand, and she goes, It's... This happens every night. It's a bit of a security system for the tower, or we have used it that way, which is why it is a good refuge for people who are fleeing adversity. But it is not something that Ravan has much control over, so we try to make sure that no one who is not very determined to get close to the tower does by accident.
1: Have you Tried to help him? There's clerical magic out there that can cure conditions like this, if it's anything like like lycanthropy.
0: It's not. Ravain has, for many years, had a bit of, not his own magic, but a natural ambient magic of the land, we'll say, that is quite attached to him. He is not aware of it or able to access it most days, but uh,
2: when he's asleep, it's a different story.
1: Wow, that's horrifying.
2: We make do. Anyway, the uh, city, uh, Wilhelmina, yes. Yes.
0: And then body language shift again, and Talindra says, Look, I don't care much for the affairs of Tordun, but Lockham is a bit too close to my sphere of influence for me to accept Someone who is not looking out for my interests in charge of it for much longer.
1: All right, so what do you propose we do? The people who have executed this coup are currently in control of the city.
0: Well, my first option is always to go in and just kill people who are a problem, but and then body language shift, and <laughs> so says, so, but we're not going to do that, because that would be bad and impulsive,
1: and would also be nigh and too impossible we don't even have all the names of the people involved yet. Wilhelmina
0: says, uh, what
1: are they saying back in the city? Warren was kidnapped. They're framing you as either another victim or perhaps an accomplice. We didn't get as much information as I would have liked to, but that's what we were able to find out. Princess Ashthorn might know more than I do.
0: Yeah, Eleanor says, uh, I mean... It seemed like Warren's advisors were mostly of a single mind on the issue. It is difficult for me to say which of them may not have been involved. I think the safest option is to assume that all of them are.
1: Well, Nina says, damn, 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 damn. That's how it goes, I guess. All right, so what are we thinking? Uh, assassinations? Mm. Cutting to the heart of the problem, literally, would certainly be the fastest way, however, I believe you might risk your legitimacy to claims of power by taking that route.
2: Obviously. Damn it. The easiest option
0: to resolve the idea that Warren has been kidnapped would be to just bring him back and show to the public that that puts him in danger, which I'm not going to do obviously can't assassinate all of the advisors they will be heavily guarded now uh more than they were before uh if we could figure out which of them put out a hit on ferdinand but that's uh, also murky and i don't particularly care about justice for that man i think he
2: was involved in any case but outlived his usefulness perhaps that's she like sits back in her chair she goes it's quite possible
1: we can't just go in and accuse these men wholesale of attempted regicide. We don't have proof.
2: No, oh, we have nothing but rumors. So we find proof. How do you suggest we go about doing it? The princess and Mr. Stonebloom and I go back into the city and dig around and find something? I suppose. Uh, I'm just. I'm just trying to keep
0: Warren safe and not lose every bit of what I've been working to build for the last 15
2: years.
1: And both of those things are going to be true. I promise.
2: Thank you. I'm going to bed. Uh, Warren's sleeping. I'm going to go
1: join him. We should also all get some rest. Zed puts a hand up and says,
2: I'd appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I turn back around to the scary lady that hates me. (laughs) who I don't want to be around anymore for sure and I say, I uh, know that you said I could only stay here one night, but given extenuating circumstances, perhaps...
0: She raises an eyebrow body language says that Celica
2: is talking to you, and she says there's uh, plenty of clear ground outside Cool. Cool, cool, cool Could I
1: borrow a, a tent? <laughs>
0: She's behind her and grabs something and tosses it at you and it's a tablecloth.
1: Cool. Thank you. And I leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I go out into the woods beyond the tower. Yeah. And I just make the saddest little tent. <laughs> <laughs> with the saddest little Charlie Brown Christmas tree of a campfire. And I sit there for a long time and I'm sad. <laughs> After a little while,
0: you hear... Footsteps through the woods, and Eleonora comes
1: out of the trees and just sits down at the campfire next to you. Ah, yes. Step right up. We've got wonderful amenities here. Would you like a stump or a rock?
0: (laughs) She, uh, bobs a little curtsy. I will take the stump,
1: gracious gentleman. Leo is still just looking like a man on the edge.
0: Eleonora sits down
1: on the stump. She says, I'm sorry, you have to sleep in the woods. Yeah, me too. Leo does have a mess kit, so I think he just has like a tin cup full of water trying to make like acorn soup over this sad little fire. Eleonora says,
0: yeah, I'm not sure why. Apparently Celica and Talindra I hate your guts.
1: You know, I think I've just kind of come to the conclusion that it's safest to assume that everybody does, just as a rule, from here on out. That's fair. If you always assume the worst, then you'll be pleasantly surprised. (sighs) Okay, okay, okay. So much has happened today.
0: She reaches over and stirs acorn soup with, like, a twig. (laughs)
2: Love helps, I don't hate your
1: guts. That really does help, actually. It's, uh, good to know that something's going right in all of this shit show. She, uh, leans over, puts her head on her shoulder.
0: And then, I think there's a moment of just silence and calm for the first time in a couple days. And then she sits up
1: and she kisses you on the cheek and she says I'm not gonna sleep in the woods. You know Zed told me once that people do this for fun and I still think that he's bullshitting. Oh no my mom liked camping. I don't. I hate this strange new world that I find myself living in (laughs) and Leo just crawls into his little tablecloth tent. (laughs) It takes a strength.
0: <laughs> yeah, Eleanora laughs. She says, Good night, Leo. And then she heads back up to the tower. So you go ahead and take your long rest. You wake up in the morning to like the sound of snapping twigs and leaves through the woods, and then there is a tug on the tablecloth of your tent. You hear from outside, Ruvein, just go, I am so sorry.
1: Leo takes the bottom of the tablecloth and just lifts it up.
0: <laughs> Ruvein has a scrape on his face that otherwise looks fine. You're welcome. I am so sorry. I didn't even know that still happened every night.
1: No, I mean, it, it's cool. We're cool. It's just, you know, one more cool thing about the world that I didn't know that I learned yesterday. Come sit with me, bone boy. He sits. <laughs> Leo puts the tablecloth back down.
2: He sits
0: outside of your tablecloth, and <laughs> I'm not really in control of myself when I'm sleeping. The mushrooms happen. They just happen.
1: You know, it's fine. Sometimes when I'm taking my trance, a divine skeleton comes into my room at really inconvenient times. We all have our burdens to bear. You get it,
2: yeah. If I spat mushrooms at you. I am. Sorry. I'm told that's what I do.
1: You did. I also took my trance in your shroom dust.
2: Oh, well, that's fine. That just happens. It just sort of follows me.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's... I'm learning. I'm learning so much about the world.
0: Yeah. So, uh, can I make you breakfast?
1: (laughs) I'm really sorry. I would love that. I had acorn soup last night. Will they let me back in the house? I'm very cold. Celica's out on patrols. You can come back in the tower.
2: <laughs> cool.
1: Can I take my sad little tablecloth and follow him?
2: Everybody's
0: up. Like, he said Selica was out on patrols, so she's obviously not there, but everybody else is up. Zed is mowing through his breakfast, just, like, talking animatedly about something with Warren, who is just, like, sitting there kicking his feet, eating, like, oatmeal or something. Wilhelmina just has her head fully in her hands. They're just looking at the table over a mug of coffee.
2: And as you come in, Eleanor says, how was the ground? Uncomfortable. That sucks. And then Zed, from where he's eating his breakfast, goes, wait, have you never gone camping before?
1: No, Zed, I've <laughs> never gone camping before. I felt things crawling on the ground next to me while I tried to take my trance last night. Yeah, that happens. Just bugs. I'm okay. Can I have some fucking coffee, please? I you a coffee? Leo just sits down shaking hands on his coffee mug and drinks his coffee. And just eats whatever breakfast they have out. Bone Boy sits down at the table. And then he says,
2: So,
0: what happened last night other than me spitting mushrooms at you? Zed, very helpfully, says,
2: I'm clawing my pecs open.
1: Leo puts his coffee mug down and goes, Well, we are trying to get Warren, and he looks very emphatically over at the ten-year-old, Back home where he's supposed to be now that he's done having fun on his camping trip. Right, Warren? Warren says, yeah. It hasn't been that much fun. I'm kind of bored. Zed, do you want to go teach Warren some more card games before we leave? Leo says, big smile. Zed (laughs) puts his plate down firmly and says, actually,
0: Warren, do you know how to do a cartwheel? And Warren says, no. And Zed says, yeah, okay, let's go teach you how to do that. Come on. And just leads him out the door. <laughs> okay.
1: After they're gone, I turn back to Ravane and say, Some very, very bad people want Warren dead, and we are going to go make sure that they end up dead instead, so Warren can go home. Capiche?
2: Yep. Sure thing.
1: And then Wilhelmina says,
2: I would vastly prefer that, yes. Did we
0: decide uh, assassination or... Legality.
1: So, I have a way of figuring that out. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be a little bit more of a spur-of-the-moment thing. Great. I will lead us- oh god, am I leading something- down the best and most likely successful path. But I cannot tell you what that path is until we're a little closer to choosing it. I'm sorry if I sound cryptic. It really is just like Australian religious mumbo-jumbo. I'm trying to word it as best I can.
0: That makes me slightly less confident in it, but okay.
1: Have I not proven myself competent?
0: You have proven yourself to me. So far, your god has not.
1: <laughs> you know what? Me either. <laughs> but we're just gonna have to work with it. And yeah, um, Leo says bye to Warren and packs up. Eleonora and Zed. So you're heading back to Lockham? Yep.
0: City gates are still closed. Uh, you will have to go in through the series
1: again. Gross.
0: You emerge from the city of Lockham, and what are you doing?
1: As soon as they get out of traffic and out of where people can kind of see them, Leo's going to turn back around to Eleonora and say, alright, so I need access to somewhere where all the advisors are going to be together in one place. I have a plan. But when yeah. I tell you that we are not going to know until right until the last second, I mean it.
2: They're probably meeting. If they think Warren's dead, then they have to see about putting one of his cousins on the throne. Okay. Yeah,
1: we need to go to the palace and we need to get in unnoticed. Wilhelmina took me out. Didn't she take me out a side door or something?
0: You stealthed out of the palace with Wilhelmina, but probably she took you out the other side door, yeah.
1: Okay, can I roll to see if I remember how to get back in through there? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, what, what kind of roll do you want?
2: Uh, Investation.
1: Eight. Yeah,
2: it's not gonna do it, you're gonna have to go through the front door.
1: Okay. You can stealth then. Well, no, because that just looks suspicious, like, all of us have the right to be here, because they shut everything down before the Sovereigns could leave, right?
0: That's true, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like, all three of us have the right to be here, we don't need to try to sneak in, we need to go in like nothing's wrong. That's fair. Okay, yeah. I just walk in the door like I fucking own the place.
0: (laughs) Zed is gonna stealth anyway, because that's how he does. Not 20, baby. Mr. Stonebloom. Zed is fucking invisible. But you and Eleanor walk in like you own the place. (laughs) You get not three steps in before Isaac Ashton shows up, and immediately just falls on Eleanor and is like, where have you been? And Eleanor says, hi, daddy.
1: I am trying to quietly shuffle like Crab Walk away. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, he so quiet. is quietly. not
0: paying attention to you, Rolf Stealth.
1: <laughs> that was a four, which is an eight total.
0: Okay, so Eleanor starts trying to stammer out a story, and Isaac Ashthorne, you try to like Crab Walk away, and his head whips up to look directly at
1: you. Leo freezes. And he says, You. Yes, me, your majesty. Hello. It has been a while since the last time we spoke. You're looking magnificent.
2: Roll insight. 19. This is the most furious man you've ever seen in your life.
1: (laughs) Very quietly, Leo whispers under his breath to himself, Oh, I
0: fucked up. I would agree with that.
2: Says Isaac Ashthorn. He, yeah, uh, keeps one eye on you as he says to Eleonora, Where were you? And Eleonora says, Uh, we were
0: trying to get away from the bustle of the palace. So we and uh, Lord Valsign's companion,
1: Grand Duke Valsign,
0: she hisses through her teeth and says, Shut the fuck up, Leo. We and... Lord Valshine's companion, Mr. Stonewood, got a room at a tavern in the area for the night.
1: Leo points at Eleonora and sends a message cantrip and goes, Oh my god, no, shut up, that sounds so bad. Stop talking, stop saying what you're saying. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, um. <laughs> Eleonora flounders for a second. She goes, uh, uh, <laughs> uh we, uh. Eleanor rolled, um, we'll call that performance. She got a
2: 15. <laughs> I'm gonna roll insight for Isaac the <laughs> Word. That's a 17. This is
0: so bad. He pauses and then narrows his eyes a little bit, looks at Leo, and then looks back at Eleanor and says, Are you lying to me?
2: And Eleanor says, Uh, she is like floundering. And then she says, Yes, we left Mr. Stonebloom here.
1: Leo's jaw drops <sighs> wide open and he just looks at her wide-eyed. She hasn't returned your message trip yet, so she says, I'm panicking. <laughs> Leo sends her another one and goes, That wasn't the right fucking thing to say. I didn't see you contributing. I think i is just like staring at her. <laughs> Leo is frozen in wide-eyed horror. (laughs) There's a long, long pause.
2: And Isaac straightens up and takes a very
0: deep breath and says, I can't tell you what to do with your body. We're going to
2: have a discussion about this later. And Eleanor says, yep, yes, absolutely. And Isaac says, I'm going to go. (laughs) And then he turns around and he just walks away.
0: Once he's out of earshot, Eleanor says, I panicked.
1: Leo puts his head in his hands and just sinks to sit on the nearest hard surface in utter mortification. I can't do this right now. We don't have time for this. We'll discuss it later. It's a problem for tomorrow, Leo. Let's just Uh, go. Yes.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Her cheeks darken significantly. Oh,
1: yeah. Leo is bright blue. Bright blue shining like a lighthouse. I'm going to go try to find a room where the advisors are meeting.
2: Zed, who got that nat 20 on stealth? You didn't
0: see him, but you hear him say, Wow.
2: <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Zed. One more time, Eleanor says, I panicked. <laughs> Zed, no words. He puts
1: his hands up, and goes, Okay, yep, no words. Got it. What do you need me to roll investigation? Why? Oh, what are you trying to fix up?: I'm trying to find where these clowns are meeting, so I can get them all in one room.
0: Yeah, investigation. 24.: Okay. You surmise that probably the meeting of the Council of Sovereigns is over. There are big meeting chambers in the palace, you would assume that that's where Warren's advisors meet.
1: Okay, I'm rolling up on one. Are you just going to go in? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I am hanging back. Okay. And I am going to use a second-level spell slot to cast Augury. Okay. So by casting gem and sticks, rolling bones, laying out ornate cards, or employing some other divining tool, you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. The DM chooses from the following possible omens. Wheel for good results... Woe for bad results. Wheel and woe for both good and bad results. Nothing for results that aren't especially good or bad. Okay, what is the specific action you are asking for the results of? I'm guessing I have bones to roll. That fits with the aesthetic. Yeah, I take my bones out and I shake them and I roll them and I am asking Almighty Kimrel above, how's it gonna go if I go in there and force the truth out of them?
2: The result is wheel and woe. A fucking course it is, you
1: asshole. Leo whispers, then he tucks the bones back away and puts them in his pocket. Well, surprise, everybody. I was really (laughs) counting on my god to give me an answer about the best way to go about this, and he didn't deliver.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor just has her hands over her face. Not, you think, related to what you just did, but just related to the situation as a whole.
2: And she says... Okay, so what's the next step? Well, now I think we vote. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, kick in this door
1: and go Magnificent Seven on these guys. Or do we kick in this door, I drop a zone of truth, you two make sure nobody gets out, and we get a confession that can be corroborated, and Eleanor, you get your father up here.
2: I think that worked best. I'll vote for the second option. Zed says, I mean, as much as I'm always down to crack some skulls, I think it would maybe not go so good in this situation.
1: Cool, so that means that we have to go tell the truth to Eleanor's father really quick. Either that, or try to get some of the other sovereigns up here to corroborate the confession.
0: Eleanora grimaces, and she says, it would probably behoove us to have more than one up here.
1: Okay, uh, who would you advise? Euphemia. Euphemia, for sure, for sure.
2: Fang, maybe? Mm, I'd say Lubash over Fang. And maybe Bobbin. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's go get Euphemia, Lubash, Bobbin, and who else? Those are the three that she said. I'm gonna go get them. Go ahead and roll three quick persuasion checks. Yeah. Uh... Jesus. Uh, well, the lowest I rolled was a 14. Okay,
0: so the lowest is an 18. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking handily convince Euphemia and Bobbin and Lubash
1: all to come with you. They've probably never seen the sheer amount of just no, unhinged <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is in Leo's eyes right now. That's probably yeah. enough to convince them.
0: I think Bobbin and Lubash like you enough that they kind of go with I think you catch Euphemia Irons, literally, having her lunch and just like chilling with a book and then full unhinged Leo says we have to go this way now and she just slowly puts the book down
1: and says I have nothing better to do Leo's gonna tell the truth and explain as they go this was all an orchestrated coup it seems like Ferdinand Dawnchaser was taken down from the inside We have reason to believe that some, if not all, of the Council of Advisors are implicated in this. I have a way of getting a confession. We just need Sovereigns here to corroborate it so we can get things back the way they're supposed to be. And then I'm turning around to Zed and Eleonora and saying, All right, no matter what happens in here, it's your two's job to not let anybody pass those doors. Zed cracks his knuckles and goes, Will do, boss. Thank you very much. And then Leo flings both doors open wide and marches right into this chamber and says... Esteemed Advisors, I just have a couple questions for you. And then he drops his own truth.
0: You don't really know any of Warren's advisors by sight. They're all like weedy little halfling guys. One of them kind of looks up and goes... What the hell are you? This is a private meeting. You can't. (laughs) Alright. There are five of them. I'm gonna say, as a baseline, they all have plus two charisma saves. I'm gonna roll them all one at a time. That's a pass. Okay. That's an eighteen. That's a nine. One failure. That's a seventeen. Gonna pass. That's also a seventeen. Shit. Three of them passed. One failed. That is also a failure. Okay. Two of them
1: failed, three of them passed. Alright my friends, it's time for an icebreaker game. First question. Who here was involved in the plot to assassinate the king?
0: Three of them remain utterly silent. One of them starts talking and slaps a hand over his mouth. The fifth one keeps his mouth closed for a second, and then it seems to burst out of him.
1: Lord Snowhill planned it. Excellent. Thank you so much. Witnesses? Everybody? Yes? <laughs> and can I just get confirmation that the eventual plan was to either kill King Dawn Chaser and execute a coup, or to kill the queen regent or imprison her, or otherwise frame her for the murder of Ferdinand Donchaser. Just a, a simple yes from anybody. The same guy, just from behind the hand, goes, Yes! Thank you very much for your contribution. Esteemed sovereigns, do we need anything else?
2: Just in shock, Bob and Rosebrook says, No,
1: I think
0: that's it. <laughs>
1: All right. So if we can get some guards up here and put all of these people under arrest, that would be wonderful. I have had just the worst last few days, <laughs> and I would very much like for this situation to be resolved. Yep.
0: All the advisors are arrested because none of them were prepared for the truth stuff.
1: Leo, like I said, is psychologically on a razor's edge yeah. right now. Yeah. But I think as he walks out of the room, he does do a little <clears throat> like a fist pump. <laughs> Like yes, God. <laughs> okay.
0: They're all arrested. Things are resolved. One for Leo. The rest of the day is chaotic. It, there's a big tumult going on in the palace. The day ends. Wilhelmina, Don Chaser, and Warren come back to the city.
1: I'm guessing somebody got a message out to them somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Warren, if you're anywhere near the door, he runs directly up to you and hugs you as soon as he gets back to the castle. Aww, <laughs>
1: oh, Leo, like, yeah. gets him and picks him up. He
2: hugs you for a second, and then he goes,
1: okay, put me down. okay hey, Leo puts
2: him down. And then he says, I'm bored, and then he runs.
1: <laughs> God, I wish that were me. <laughs> I think Leo just wants to, like, go somewhere and get a drink and food, and then go take a trance.
2: Okay.
1: He's gonna go back to the Brass Bell, because that's the only place he knows, and he doesn't want to be in the palace, for sure. Also, uh, wait, how long has it been? Do we still have the room? How long did we get the room for? <laughs> You probably have it for a few days. Okay. I
2: think you go there, you get a drink, you get some food. I think Zed meets you there.
1: Leo digs in his pockets of his robes and pulls out a sizable bag of coin and plunks it on the table in front of Zed. That's your bonus for ensuring that we all didn't get killed. He digs out another pouch and he puts it in front of Zed and he goes... That's your bonus for having me snot cry into your lap. And he reaches in his pocket and he digs out a third bag of coins and he plunks it on the table in front of Zed and he goes And that's your bonus for never ever talking about it again. And you can take like three days off, big guy. You're good He says
0: Much appreciated, and he smacks you on the back. <laughs> 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 it works too hard, it hurts a lot.
2: And he takes the first and third pouches of coins. And he says, Good night, Leo. And he leaves.
1: I am not emotionally fragile. I'm gonna finish my drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leo steadies himself for a minute and then just goes back to his drink and his food.
0: And then Eleanor Ashthorn <laughs> blushing so hard she looks like she wants to be hit by a cart immediately. Walks into the bar and sits down next to you and just puts her head in her
1: hands. You look like a woman in need of a beverage, princess. Oh, yes. (laughs) Leo orders her a drink.
2: She, like, downs it.
0: Again, head in her hands, she just says, I just had to talk to my father about sex for so long.
1: (sighs) Oh, that's rough.
0: Oh, it was not good.
1: I can only imagine the conversation that he and I will surely be having sometime soon.
0: I would recommend don't put yourself in a position to have a private conversation with him for a few
2: days.
1: When is that not what I'm trying to do? That's fair. Ugh. Kimberl's Bones, what a fucking week.
2: What a week. Leo gets another drink. Yeah,
1: Eleanor also orders one. (laughs) Well, this has all been... quite the to-do. I... I don't really know what happens next. So she goes
0: straight down. And she says, Neither do I.
1: You know, usually when horrible, life-altering, horrific things happen to me, I just find something to self-sabotage so that I have something else on my mind instead of everything falling down around me but I'm not even sure.
0: As you're saying that, Eleonora leans in and she kisses you on the mouth. And then she pulls back and she says,
1: You talk too much. (laughs) Leo irrevocably chooses self-sabotage and kisses her back and pulls back when she does and says yeah well uh, maybe you should do something about that
2: Out of your trance to a soft
1: voice next to your
0: bed that says,
1: We have talked about this so many times. You know what? I don't even want new spells. Get out every time with this. (laughs) Kimball looks a little insulted. He says, Who says I was gonna give you spells? What else do you show up when I'm naked?
0: From beside you, (laughs) Eleonora sleepily goes, Mm -hmm." (sighs) and then immediately sits bolt upright and says, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Kimrel, Princess Eleonora Ashthorn, Eleonora, Kimrel, the Lord of Bones, this is my god, he does this sometimes. Kimrel says...
0: the blanket like kind of
1: clutched around her chest. (laughs) He'll be gone in a few minutes. I'm so sorry. Yes, Lord Kimrel. Kimrel says,
0: that was a really masterful political move
1: today. Thank you. I try my best. I enjoyed it. I would prefer if you didn't smile. Thanks for the note. I'll I'll make sure to work that into future machinations. You know, my suggestion box is always open for how I can better do things that you enjoy. There's an awkward pause, and then Kimberl says,
2: I was gonna give you more spells, but you made it
1: awkward. No, I'll take the spells.
0: Eleonora says, He just shows up and just spells.
1: That's it? Yeah, more or less. Everybody's got their thing, okay? (laughs) Can we please, can this please be over? Can I have my spells please? And can you go?
0: (laughs) Camera, like, sighs (laughs) huffily, and then says,
1: Fine, but this is not been an enjoyable transaction for either of us. No, it hasn't! Which is why you should start calling ahead! i And I'm naked, so it's really up to you. Uh, uh, what you want to have go on here?
0: The fact
2: that up your own fault, really.
0: <laughs> And then he looks directly at Eleonora. A pleasure to
2: meet you, Princess
0: Ashley. And then disappears. <laughs>
1: The millionth time today, Leo just has his head in his hands. Um, how do I understand my new spells?
0: It's not a very nice spell book, but I think you have like a
1: little book that your spells just kind of appear
0: in. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So like Tom Riddle's diary-ish yeah. type of things. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah, Leo just picks up his spell book and starts leafing back through all the new stuff.
0: You are now a level five death lyric.
1: Ooh, yeah. Leo's flipping back through his uh pages of his spellbook, he goes, Woohoo, anime dead, hello!
0: Eleanor said, I don't like that, I'm going back to sleep.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, um, hey, listen, if you want to, um, talk about everything, I'm good at keeping things low key and low attachment. I get it, you're probably already betrothed to one of those clowns.
0: Eleanor had like laid back down and like buried her face in a pillow. She slowly sits back up, and she says, "Be kind. Rewind. What are you talking about?" Uh, uh,
1: well, we had a nice evening. Yes, and I'm with you so far. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, if you want to keep having nice evenings and have that just be a thing, I'm okay with there being no strings. Like I said, you know where of an age where everybody's probably getting betrothed so you probably it doesn't have to be serious you probably already have something serious going on
0: where did you get that idea
1: well people are age i mean like you're you're not betrothed
0: no i haven't had a serious relationship in years obviously i'm not betrothed hang on <laughs> let's walk this back <laughs> uh, sure You went into this whole encounter thinking that I was engaged to someone
1: else. Well, I mean, political marriages, you know how those work. I mean...
0: No, I don't. (laughs) Because my father respects my right to choose who I'm going to marry.
1: God, what's that like?
0: (laughs) Pretty nice. I didn't think it was this much of an issue. It hasn't been this much of an issue in Tordun for decades. My parents didn't even get into a political marriage. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: (laughs) Well, it's just that, I mean, I got to pick, but I had to fight my father for years. No, I mean, I'm not. I, um, I was. I'm not. Betrothed. Uh That is.
0: Eleonora puts a hand up, puts it back down, and then says, So to clear this up. Just for the record, since you are the only person who was confused about this, the state of affairs that I believed was true at the beginning of this evening, (laughs) we are two consenting adults, neither of which is engaged, having a nice evening together. That is true. Yes? Are are we on the same page? I don't
1: need an algebraic (laughs) formula, Eleonora. I was just telling you that my calendar is open in the future.
0: I would hope so.
1: She shakes her head. She goes, I'm
0: going back to bed.
1: Yeah, you do that. Good night. <laughs> she lays back down. Oh, man. This isn't good. Leo's head is not in a good place right now. Well, I mean, like, when he said that was the first time in years he's actually thought about everything that went down with Soren. Because, I mean, like, he repressed that shit super hard when he got out of the country because he just couldn't afford to grieve over it. So yeah, I think he sits up in the bed next to Eleonora after she goes to sleep and keeps flipping through the back of his spellbook looking at those new spells, and I think he sees that sending spell and the spell information says that I can send it to anyone anywhere in the world, up to 25 words, and they'll hear it in their head and be able to respond. Leo gets back to that, and breathes through it, gets up, gets dressed as quietly as he possibly can, and leaves the room and goes outside. He finds somewhere to sit down, and puts his hand up to his holy symbol, and it starts to glow, and he is going to send a sending spell to Sorin. It's Leo. Um, I'm alive, in Tordun. I'm sorry for how I left. You deserved better. I'll be home soon. Wondering where we stand. You wait there for a minute. And there is no answer. Leo does that thing where he looks up really hard, so he doesn't start crying. And he just presses his lips together and nods to himself and goes, Yeah. And he gets back up and goes back inside the inn. And
0: that's where we're gonna end for the day.
1: Oh man, so much- oh, everything is happening all the time. So, Leo's whole life is, like, pretty much ruined now.
2: Yeah.
1: But have fun with them. But at what cost? <laughs> yeah. Catch you guys next time. Uncapell Duel. Hey, everybody. Barry here with The Postscript, just clearing up a couple housekeeping things here at the end of the episode. I know I mentioned this last week, but be prepared for a little bit of a backslide in audio quality with next week's episode. That is because we recorded episode 9 and 11 on the same day, and then we actually recorded this episode after that, after we had gotten some better recording equipment to help improve our sound quality. But after episode 11, the audio quality is going to vastly improve. We are on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok at Duel. And we are also on TikTok at Compelled Duel Audios, where we post audio snippets from the show. We have an official Spotify, we have an official Discord, you can find both of those linked on our social media pages, as well as our new website, which is a big compendium and directory of all things compelled Dual. If you'd like to support the podcast, please consider pledging to our Patreon. We are on patreon.com slash compelled duel. Our patron tiers start at just $2 a month, and you can get some really nice perks with those. And as always, we ask that if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell three friends about it. If they like it, ask them to tell three friends. We really appreciate all of the work you guys put in with this word-of-mouth advertising. It really helps us a lot. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop us a rating and a review. That will help us get promoted to a wider audience and grow our listener base a little bit more as well. Next episode will be going up on Friday, February 12th, 2021, or if you are a member of our Patreon, it will be available on Thursday, February 11th. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.